Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, I just thank you, God. And I just speak right now, Lord. I just speak, God, a tangible and transferable anointing, even now, Lord, to be released through media. Those that are watching all over the world, God, right now, through media, revival television, and our social media, we just declare, God, right now, a tangible, transferable anointing would flow. Father, we thank you for the, your presence. And even now, Lord, for your perfect will to be done, Lord. Lord, I pray for every word that, that's going to come out of my mouth, Lord, that it would glorify you, God, and whatever's not of you, God, that it would fall to the ground. Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen and amen. So this morning is it's Pentecost Sunday. Come on. And, and, and there's always such, you know, there's like a, a um, <laughs> an expectation on that message. It's like, wait a minute, who's going to preach on Pentecost? Wait a minute. You know, so, and I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> but every, all the revivalists like, I'll do it, right? Um, but I, <laughs> But the Lord gave me a word, and it was, it was, I was going to call it Pentecost now, a sound of revival. So let's kind of go on a journey today, and this morning, come on, I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning with the Lord. <laughs> it must have been about 9.30, and I was like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> but the Lord says... That today is going to be a good day. I really feel that. How many of you guys know that we serve a God of power? Come on, and listen. And when I say power, I'm not talking about a sense of the, the, you know, we use the language, oh, God's powerful. I mean, how many of you know? Am I on? Nope. Yeah. Am I on? There you go. This happened to me yesterday. I want you to know that. Yeah. We will be loud. Come on, Jesus. No, but look, we serve a God of power. Power. <laughs> Listen, I want to just kind of, and it's in, it's in our word, but that the very mention of his name, the very, like, listen, Jesus. You need to hear with your spirit. Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost. Jesus. <laughs> there is power in the name of Jesus. Power. Come on. Listen, I can remember times that I was going through things in my life. And, and, and I'm listen, demonic stuff was going on in my life. It was manifesting in my life. And I knew the power of God. And I knew that if I could just say the name Jesus, I would, I would have my breakthrough. Man, I kid you not. Man, I was, I was, I was tormented. And I knew, and, and, and I'm like, gee, gee. Demonically tormented him, and I couldn't even speak. 
Jesus. And there's something about the, the power when you say, Jesus. It breaks every chain. It breaks. Ha, ha. No. Woo. Come on, we're going to have fun today. <laughs> Jesus. Power breaks every chain. You know, this morning I was reminded of a, one of our for earlier meetings here in Ohio. And some of y'all were in the meetings and some of y'all weren't. But we were in a, a particular meeting and it was, it was called a Greater Glory Conference. We're having a conference and I had a man come in who began to manifest demonically in the service. And uh, we, we had a we had a full crowd. People were there, and and this this man began to manifest demonically. And he, I mean, to the point where he got aggressive. And I remember, listen, he came up to me. And we're 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 there, and then attacked me to the point where we're in. This is happening in a service. And he, I'm, I'm not going to say what he was going on, but he attacked me. All the way to the point where I'm, I'm coming back and I fall to the ground and we're, we're on the floor. And, and then he gets up and he begins to start stomping. And he goes back and forth and starts slamming on the walls and slamming on this. And then I have a little girl in the room. The little girl begins to start crying and she's screaming. Her mom and dad are, no, it's okay. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, no, what are we going to do? Like, what are you going to do, God? Because in the natural, well, we could throw some rounds. I'm just going to be honest, right? I said, like, Lord, what do you want to do? Because see, he's still a son. The Lord loves him. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I'm talking because the power of God. And, and this man, he's, he's there, and he's manifesting, and he's, I mean, I, he's like, oh, 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 oh. I said, Lord, what do you want to do? He says, bind his mouth and tell him not to move. See, we're talking about the name, the power of Jesus. So I go, and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I said, I bind your mouth. Sit there and shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. I kid you not, that man went to the corner side of the building, and the whole entire service was just, hmm, the whole service. See, I didn't share that with our people at that time, but I'm telling you because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power. See, that's the power that you and I, we have the authority that we have in, because of Jesus. Amen? Come on. Holy Spirit. I got my notes everywhere. We're just going to have some fun. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Ah, oh, Jesus. You see, the same authority that, that, that Jesus has, he has been, it's been given to you and I. And see, the enemy can recognize the power and the authority that's inside of you and I. 
You can walk up to people that are demonically oppressed or people that are dealing with, with things in their life, and as you begin to walk in the room, they begin to pull away because of the authority that we carry. Listen, we're going to go, so we're going to talk about the power of God, Holy Ghost, all this stuff, but I, I need to take you on this little journey. The enemy can recognize the power that you carry. Alice and I were doing a meeting one time. We were in, in some place, and, and uh, they said, uh, there's a little girl, not a little girl, there's a teenage girl, demonically possessed. She's manifesting. We don't know what to do. So we'll bring her in. Come on, bring her in. I said, no, she doesn't want to come in. So as I go and I, I walk down from the platform, I go through the middle, and then she's coming through the door, and then she's coming through the door. She stands there. We meet. We had a confrontation, me and the spirit. And as soon as I saw that spirit, the girl says, the spirit says, I'm sorry, the spirit says, it's you. It's you. And then me, I just said, it is I. <laughs> and then we began to rebuke that thing right there in the name of Jesus. Brought her up. She got set free. Come on. But I'm telling you, it's the power. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The problem is we, we, we forget. We forget whose we are. Come on. It's kind of, well, no. Matthew 8, 28 and 29 says this. And when he came to the other side of the country, Gadarenes, whatever, two demon-possessed men met him coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. I'm on, let me tell you what, when, when, when kingdom people are around, those demons don't like it. They get a little angry. They get a little angry. This is they, they were so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What do you have? What have you do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Can you imagine? I, I love to give this illustration. I just it's kind of like it just it's cool. Jesus is walking down the streets, right? He is, and all of a sudden those things begin to manifest because of the power and the authority that he carries. And he says, Have you come here to torment us before our time? They knew their time was limited. You came before our time. That means they had, it's an illegal thing. Matthew 10, 1 says this. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and every affliction. This power that we carry through Jesus (laughs) 
I just, I'm just going to say this, and I, I believe this wholeheartedly in all my, my heart. I believe that Matthew 10.8 is our portion. I believe that is our ma- mandate from heaven. Raise the dead. Heal the sick. Cast out the devil. Cleanse the leper. That's our mandate from heaven. There, there, is, there is no demon in hell. There is no authority in hell that has power over you in the power of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Listen, when I was younger, gee, if I could just cry Jesus. Man, that's real, guys. I don't know if you've ever, if you guys have ever struggled or ever had any kind of real spiritual warfare. I'm talking real spirit. I'm not talking, oh, brother, I was in spiritual warfare last night. My refrigerator broke. Uh, my car didn't want to start. I was overdrawn in my bank, and I'm in. This that that might be an, a manifestation of some kind of spiritual warfare, but that's not really spiritual warfare. But God, come on. One of my favorite scriptures is First Corinthians four twenty. Y'all know me. I, I just. 1 Corinthians 4.20. And every time I say this scripture, I have to visualize myself like, like the Hulk. Right? It says, for I am not a God of talk, but a God of power. The other translation says, for the, for the matter of the kingdom is not about talk, but about power. Come on, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2, 4 says this. And my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Listen, that's what's missing today in our gospel. We can go out to the streets and we can tell people everything that they're doing bad and we can Bible thump them and, oh, you're going to hell. But there's no demonstration and there's no power that's transferable, like that, that tr- transforms people. It's missing in our gospel. That's why it says in two, uh, Corinthians 2.4, my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. We have watered down the message. You know, and, and when you say watered down, people will say, oh, yeah, praise, yeah, you're, amen. And people will say watered down means like, oh, well, you're not speaking the truth. Ah, gosh. Yeah, you, you know, there's a God who's, you know, the judgment, and I get all that. Come on, I, I understand that. But there's also the other side of his goodness and his grace and his mercy. And in that place, that is the truth. That is the truth. We become a people of conformity and we become a people of religion. That's why there needs to be an awakening.
there has to be a kingdom awakening to who we are as sons and daughters. I know we say this all the time. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. But do you really know who you are? Because if we knew who we were, we would change our language. Listen, what Stacy said this morning was powerful. Even in her prayer and her declaration, she said, I speak it forth as it is in heaven. That's kingdom-minded. All things kingdom. You speak it as it is in heaven. What does God say about me? Oh, man, I'll tell you what he says about me. What does God say about you? All those amazing things of who you are, how you were created, your purpose and your destiny. But our gospel would say, well, you know, I don't know how much longer I'll be on this world. I've been really sick. You know, well, praise God, I'm living day to day. How are you, brother? How are you, sister? Well, just getting by, you know, I'm all right. Man, where's life in that? Guess what? That's what people see. That's what people see. Holy Ghost. Jesus was very clear in Matthew 10, 5, and 8. This is what he says. He says, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and go and as and as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out the devils, and freely you have received, you freely give. Now, I want to read this in the Passion Translation because I want you to grab this. Jesus commissioned these 12 to go out into the ripened harvest fields. Come on, listen. Capture this with your spirit. With these instructions, don't go into any non-Jewish or Samaritan territory. But instead, instead, and find the lost sheep. Among the people of Israel. Come on. That commission is for us today. That's what we're doing. We go out and we go and we go do these outreaches and we go and we evangelize on the street. We're going after the lost sheep. We're going after the one. And it says, and as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. That's the reality, guys. That's this. That's the reality. That heaven is accessible, and it's right there for us to grab it and touch it. But our belief system puts up a wall, and it stops us from stepping into what God has for us. We must continually, come on, listen. It says, we must continually bring healing to the lepers. That's the key word, continually. We must continually bring healing to Brian, 
to Montpelier, to Ohio, to the factories where you work, on the farm that you live in, continually. See, this is about being kingdom-minded. This is about living a place of the kingdom. We must continually bring healing to those who are sick and make it your habit. Come on, this is key right here. (laughs) Make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people. Let me read that again. Make it a habit to break off demonic presence from people. And then it says, and raise the dead back to life. Man, that's a big deal. Big deal. (laughs) I love it. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Freely. See, listen. Once you encounter God's love, but once you encounter his power and his authority, nothing anybody says can ever change your mind. I mean it. I'm just nothing. There is nothing anybody on this planet could say to me that would make me doubt the power of God. I have seen it. I have seen the resurrection power. I have seen blind eyes open. I have seen eyeballs that there wasn't eyeballs in there. Listen, I know that may stretch some people, but it's true. I've seen it. I've prayed for it. I've been a part of it. Been a part of it. I saw it. So there's nothing that anybody could say. But see, that needs to be your reality. That needs to be something that's inside of you that you can say, listen, there's nothing anybody can say that can make me not believe that God is not powerful. Hmm. But what are we doing with it, right? Amen? I mean, we talk about our pillars of truth. What are we doing with what we've been given? Have we, have we become... I mean, it's Pentecost Sunday. We're talking about the fire, the power, the Holy Ghost. But, but have we become a people that have just been desensitized, that we only do the power on Sundays? Do we only go to church on certain days and that's the only? Are we living it? Are we living it? Jesus, help us, Lord. Understanding your identity and sonship through Christ gives you access to walk in that exact authority. Come on, that's why I was so blessed by what Stacy said this morning. She came up to me and she says, I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't know what this is. But I, I've never done this before. I have to tell somebody. Once you come to the realization that who you are, that God is real, and it begins to manifest in your life, all you want to do is testify. Listen, I don't know about you, but if I was given a Bugatti or a Ferrari, 
I probably wouldn't fit in the Ferrari, but but if somebody would have given me a this sports car that can go zero to 150 in six seconds or whatever, I got this beautiful thing sitting in the garage, but all I do is take it to the local convenience store and I never get it over 30. That's what I'm saying. That's what's happening in the kingdom. You guys, we, we are carriers of the glory of the Lord. And we're only going to the local store, going 30 miles an hour. And the Lord's saying, come up here, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out the devils. There's a call. Jesus, Holy Ghost, it's inside of you. It's inside. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who has raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. But you have to take a risk. Like seriously, take a I challenge you this week. You know, we were at the park yesterday and I know uh, Pastor uh, Daniel and Brandy, they, they were praying for everybody and so was Richard and Tracy and Samantha. They were out there just loving on people. But as they were doing it, I had, a, I had a group of teenagers come to where I was at. And I began to pray for one in the wheelchair. And as I began to pray for this one in the wheelchair, releasing the kingdom of God, then what happened was all the other ones wanted to find out what was going on. So they all came. And before I knew it, I was surrounded by, I don't know how many people were around me, but then we just began to love on all of them and give them Jesus. Because it's inside of us. And what's inside of you needs to come out. Right. If it's not coming out, what are you doing? Come on, listen. If it's inside of you. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. I, but but there's, there's a dying generation waiting. We have to take a risk. But I heard the Lord say this this morning. He said, tell them today is their day. Come on. Ah. Holy Ghost. Today is their day. It's our day. Whew. Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm going to go to Acts. This is where my notes get all wild on me. When that day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. 
and one sat upon each of them. And as they end, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I was driving here yesterday to the to load up some of the equipment. And I'm in my worship, and the Lord begins to speak to me about the sound of the mighty rushing wind. And the Lord says, inside the sound. Listen, I want you to grab this just with your spirit. You don't even have to look up here. I'm just, I want you to hear this. He said, inside the sound was a sound of unity. See, he said there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind that came in, and it fell upon them on that day. And inside that sound was a sound of unity. And the wind was a sound of his power. Oh, come on, man. He said, in the wind was my sound of restoration. He said, it was a sound of my virtue. <laughs> Holy Ghost. He said, it was a sound of of my virtue. I can't explain how sound becomes, but I will tell you what, it is the attributes, the mighty rushing wind was the attributes of the Father. It was unity, restoration. He says, it was a sound of my virtue. There was a sound of resurrection power. Holy Spirit. See, I'm getting messed up. I don't know if y'all are getting this, but it was a sound of his power, his resurrection power. And we read this scripture like it was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. Man, we get so, but there's power in it. It was a sound of the mighty rushing wind, the sound of heaven being poured out. Can, can you imagine if we could take heaven and put it in a big jug and it's being poured, like heaven being poured out. It was a sound of a mighty. And I said, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, you know, how do, give me some understanding. And he reminded me about several years ago when the Lord spoke these words to me. And he said, there is a sound that has been released, that is finely tuned. It's like it's tuned to the ears of the bride. That only the bride can hear. It's everything that's in the sound the bride can hear. You want a scripture on that? It's Psalms 25, 14. It says this, 
there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God. Ah. He says, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and they receive the revelation and the secrets of his promises. <laughs> That's the sound. Jesus, Father, thank you. <laughs> um, can I get Peter up here? Though? Can I get the worship up here? Holy Ghost. There is a sound that is finely tuned. The Lord said this. He said, um, this sound that came to the, as a mighty rushing wind, he said, it is the vibration Come on, everybody concentrate. I want you to just listen. This is important, guys. I don't want you to miss this. This sound is the vibration from the breath of God. As he released the breath of God, like there's a God breathed upon them. And as he breathed upon them, a sound was released. It was a sound of a mighty rushing wind, a sound of unity, a sound of restoration, a sound of healing. Oh, a sound of, oh, Jesus. We see in Genesis 1, 1 and 2, the Spirit of God as the breath, as it's blowing over the waters, Newly created by God. In Genesis 2, verse 7, the Spirit of God is the breath blowing life into the newly created man. There's power in the breath. Are you guys capturing what I'm saying? Listen, it's not just about the sound. But it's the power that came with the sound. Ezekiel 37, 9 and 10. The Spirit of God was the wind of God moving through every bone. The breath of God over the dry bones brought them back to life. Imagine a valley of dry bones. Dry bones. And the breath of God comes. And the body parts begin to, the bones, the muscle starts recreating the vascular, the heart, the power. Spirit, we know you're here. 
greet this. Ah, Lord Jesus. I'm going to read Acts 2 in the Passion. you to close your eyes or you can read and follow along but I'm going to be in Acts 2 let's start on verse 1 on that day of Pentecost was being fulfilled all the disciples gathered in one place and suddenly they heard a sound of a violent blast the breath of God See, they gathered in one place. The unity of God. There was a violent blast wind rushing into the house. From out of the heavenly realm, a roar of the wind was so overpowering. It was all anybody could bear. Then, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. And it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. And they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. They were inspired to speak in tongues. They were empowered by the Spirit to speak in the language that they had never learned. Now, at that time, there were Jewish worshipers who had migrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem. When the people of the city heard the roaring sound, the crowd came running to where it was. It was coming from the stunned, of, and they were stunned over what was happening because each one of them could hear the disciples speaking in their own language. Listen, if we want to walk in this power and this authority, we have to learn how to walk in the place of love for people. We have to learn how to walk in a place of humility, a place of surrender. And I'm going to say a word that people don't like to hear. But we have to learn to walk in a place of repentance. There's a call right now, today, right now in this nation. Joel 2, verse 12 and 13. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now. While there is time, give me your hearts. Come with fasting and weeping and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your heart instead. Return to the Lord your God, for He is merciful. He is compassionate. He is slow to get angry. And He is filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not to punish. 
You see, we're talking about Holy Ghost, an outpouring. Joel prophesied in 2.28, then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. There is a sound that is being released right now. Can you hear it? your spirit hear the sound your body your muscles your tissues everything about who you are your body responds to the sound of God to the wooing of God it's a sound can you hear it it draws our hearts towards Jesus sound that creates expectation it's a sound that you can feel, you can wear it you can taste it it's the Holy Spirit 